your alternative to ordinary radio. Welcome to another edition of the Trademark Productions SEO Web Talk Radio Show. Hi, I am Dwight Zeringer, owner and operator of Trademark Productions, a small digital boutique agency located in the outskirts of beautiful Detroit, Michigan. We've been involved in online marketing and web development since 1993. We figured we'd talk with a couple different industry experts on a regular basis just to keep everybody up on what's happening in the world of web development, online marketing, and optimization. We hope you enjoy our show, and we welcome your comments. I want to thank you for joining us today for another edition of the Trademark Productions SEO Web Talk Radio Show. Hi, I'm Dwight Zeringer, founder of Trademark Productions, the interesting web agency that specializes in development and optimization. And every week, we like to reach out to a lot of different industry experts discussing different aspects of what's happening in the industry and how they're contributing to it or slaughtering away at uh, people's sites and breaking them apart. And today we've got a very interesting person uh, on with us. He's an online marketing consultant and he is uh, also a writer and a columnist and a speaker at a number of our industry events. Promotes search-friendly websites for his clients throughout the U.S. and probably the rest of the world. He's on the board of directors for SEMPDX, Portland Search Engine Marketing Trade Organization, and vice president of partnerships. Um, he's writing at uh, Search Engine Land, Danny Sullivan's site, and his uh, local search rankings factors project is among the most important studies of local SEO that's going on right there now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. David Mim. Am I saying that correctly? Yes, indeed. David, David Mim. Mim. My name. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. So, tell us a little bit about uh, your memorandum. Sure. So, that's uh, memorandum is just my personal blog. Um, I say personal, I don't really put too many personal things on there, but um, I write a number of different places, and that's, that's sort of the hub for most of the, the content that I publish. Um, pretty much focused on, on local search exclusively these days. Um, you know, factors for ranking well, uh, new developments in the industry, um, that kind of thing. Uh, and occasionally I'll, I'll throw a couple of uh, web design posts in there. Um, which is still a passion of mine, but uh, in general these days I'm, I'm mostly taking on uh, local SEO work. So Cool. Yeah, I'm noticing by your site design and a little bit more researching you through the SERPs, um, and definitely you have a knack for web design. It's got a very nice, clean, modern look to it, so you're probably uh, very, very particular about the stuff you do, and you just don't have as much time to sit there and put on the headphones and design away. That's right, yep. Yeah, I, I figured as much. Um Search rankings, uh, search ranking factors project and local SEO. You, you said, you know, prominently we, we talked a little bit about local SEO and that you being more of a forefather in that realm. Um, I guess tell us a little bit more about that and, and how you see that moving and why your focus has shifted in that direction. Sure. So, um, you know, I kind of got into to local search uh, kind of by necessity, um, you know, have worked with small businesses uh, on their, their websites and, and their online marketing um, for, you know, five or six years and um, just kind of, you know, stumbled into local SEO because most of my clients, you know, were getting traffic from their uh, particular geographic areas. And um, as, as Google Maps has sort of rolled into universal search, um, you know, just needed to stay on top of, of what was happening in that space in order to keep my clients at the top of the search engine uh, rankings. So, um, you know, just really just, just kind of started, uh, as I say, by necessity and, and um, you know, started writing blog posts and, and, you know, figuring out who the other 
uh, sort of thought leaders in the space were, and um, about, what was it now, two, two and a half years ago, maybe, uh, you know, started thinking about, you know, based on, on uh, Rand Fishkin's search engine ranking factors um, at, at SEO Moz, um, decided that, you know, local SEO was really, uh, you know, taking on increasing importance, and, and, you know, from my own personal experience and, and some of the things that, that the other thought leaders were writing on their own blogs, um, I felt like it was time to sort of do a, a study of, of, you know, specifically what helps you rank better uh, in, in the local results. Um, and, you know, just really uh, all of us in local SEO are, are you know, very collegial, and, and we, we share a lot of information with each other, and, and the response from the community was, was really great. Um, and, you know, local searches continued, you know, to be, to become more important, um, in the last, you know, year especially, you know, Google's showing more and more, uh, you know, used to be 10 packs and now 7 packs, uh, in the local results with, with the map and then business listings and, and, you know, it's important to, I just felt like it was important to, to, you know, put something out there that would help people, uh, figure out how that, uh, algorithm, uh, worked a little bit better. Um, because again, it's taking on such a, an important role uh, in universal search. Sure. So let's talk a little bit about that algorithm. Can you uh, define for us exactly what are all the ranking factors in the algorithm for Google? Sure. So um, I don't know if I can do all of them. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, but I guess for what you're seeing now um, from, a, from an optimization standpoint of view, especially on a localized level, what are some of those common factors? And, and before I have you answer that, I love that survey that SEO Moz does and how they just released that a couple weeks ago. I apologize. I didn't know you were on the list and one of the people contributing to it. Um, but, um, you know, we, we're not ones that are asked, of course. Um, but we did have a lot of the same opinions with the majority in a lot of those. So we, we found it to be completely on par as well. Yep, yep. And, you know, Rand is, is really, uh, you know, Certainly, one of the premier uh, not only search engine uh, optimizers, but also I think you know sort of has his finger on the pulse of, of where the industry is going. And, and uh, you know he asked uh, he asked some very very heavy hitters in the industry, and, and I think you know I, I think that the results that, that they all came back with um, certainly, as you say, you know sort of bear, bear out what what most people are seeing these days. So sure, you know. Tapping on the RAN there, though, too, is he's had a lot of uh, exporting going on out of his organization over there over the past year. Is Do you think that that's leading to something? Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I missed the word that you said. You said exporting? Yeah, well, exporting of his talent. There's been a lot of, uh, you know, key hitters that have left his business. Right. Yeah, I think um, part of that might reflect just where SEO Moz is going as a company. I, I don't, you know, have any inside information, but... Um, you know, it certainly seems like with all the tools that they're that they're releasing, that they're becoming more of a, a technology company. Sure. Um, and certainly, you know, they've always they've always had you know this incredible uh, background in search and and you know intimate knowledge of, of how to optimize. Um, it's just I think that Rand has, has sort of you know made the made the decision. You know, certainly going out and getting VC funding um, that I think he really wants to to move into a, a tool based uh, website, and I think he's done a great job with it. I mean, Linkscape is just a killer tool. Oh yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, I think, I think you know, maybe maybe just the needs of, of you know personnel have just shifted a little bit from from the consulting role into more of the technology side. But sure, sure. So devise a little bit more of those ranking algorithms for local. Um, you know, a lot of our listeners and people that we work with are on a localized level as well, and uh, we do see that shift here with our agency of a lot more businesses wanting to get more geo-specific. So optimization standpoints, there's a lot of very 
broad, simplistic things that you know off the top of the head. But let's dig a little bit deeper. Aside from utilizing your city, your state, uh, counties, uh, components like that, our boroughs, uh, it might be a generalized area. Um, go a little bit deeper into that for us. For those that need a little so bit of help. So, what, so one of the um, key points, you know, and I think key differentiators between between local search and organic search is that. Um, you know, I like to use the phrase, you know, local, organic search is, is about websites um, and local search is about locations. And so actually a lot of what um, helps you rank in local search, uh, you know, actually doesn't occur on your website. Uh, it occurs, you know, in various local search portals. Uh, it occurs uh, at the data aggregators, which I'll get into in a little bit. Um, you know, and, and your website certainly plays a role. I mean, you can, you can tell Google... Um, you know, this is my business, this is where I am, this is what I do, that kind of thing, just like with organic search. Um, but they're really looking in some, in some pretty different places um, in local than, than they do for organic. So, um, you know, the, the, the mo- as far as the most important uh, factors, you know, the one that you really can't control, which is, seems to be the most important these days, uh, is actually having an address in the city that's being searched. So, you know, if somebody's typing in, um, you know, car repair in Detroit, Michigan, um, you know, having a having a repair shop in Detroit um, is is kind of essential to be playing in that space. Um, but beyond that, you know, there are certainly some things that that assist in, in ranking better. Um, and I think that the one that's that's sort of a new idea for a lot of folks uh, is this idea of citations uh, coming from major data providers and other other local search portals. So um, essentially, a citation is a mention of your business uh, primary business information, so your address, your phone number. Uh, in close proximity to your business name. So something that's in a structured format that Google can say, ah, yes, this, this document is referring to this business uh, on the web. You know, that almost sounds a little bit more like uh, some of the criteria for building backlinks. Uh, right, exactly. So, so I like to think of citations as sort of the local version uh, of a link. Um, you know, the, the reason is that not every small business, in fact, you know, only about 50% of small businesses actually have websites. And so, you know, Google, there, there's nowhere to link to, right? If you're not, if you don't have a website, you can't link to something. Um, and so, you know, Google needs some other measure of authority uh, for these small businesses without websites. And I think that this idea of citations um, it is kind of what they've what they've been using. Um, and those are the free. It, that, those are more of the map listings and stuff. Are you talking about third-party directories that would be listing those? That are geo. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so in order to rank in the in the maps uh, area. Um, I think that it is important to be on, on you know, prominent third-party directories. So places so, like Yelp, places like City Search, those types of portals, um, absolutely. So the next statement you're going to make is you're going to hand out your affiliate ID code for your Verizon Super Pages <laughs> affiliate account? Uh, not, exa- not exactly, but um, I, in fact, I think most of the uh, Yellow Pages, uh, Internet Yellow Pages portals um, probably have not uh, taken too kindly to some of the things that I've written about uh, their print products recently. So um, I'm not exactly, I wouldn't say I'm exactly uh, on okay. terms with them. Yeah, I, I don't agree with those because you're not seeing a lot of those show up in SERPs as well. And uh, you know, that's just a mass media evolution of how they're monetizing and making money and keeping their companies afloat. Exactly. And I think, you know, I think that there are some great products on their online uh, portals. I think, you know, uh, there was a great case study that a, f- a friend of mine, Ed Reese, uh, in Spokane, uh, wrote on my blog uh, about a year ago, actually, um, about you know how his rankings in Google Maps actually improved uh, when he had a you know prominent position on SuperPages.com, um, and so I think that that's you know kind of a unique 
uh, a, a unique uh, situation to local. Um, this idea of you know being listed on these these prominent uh, local search portals, um, so that Google can you know, again see that that primary business information uh, in a structured format and, and weight that as a as a reference to that business. Um, and the other thing to keep in mind with local search, uh, well, a couple more things actually. Um, that, that Google probably already has, even if you haven't, first of all, the first thing every, everyone should do is go to the Google Local Business Center and claim, claim your business. Tell Google that you're, you're the business owner and verify your contact information uh, at Google. And the address for that is google.com slash LBC. Um, that was named the fourth, uh, fourth most important ranking factor uh, by my, my participants this year. Um, and I think it's just a total no-brainer. Um, you know, everybody should just go and do that. Um, and then when, when you're there, uh, making sure that you're, you're putting your business in the proper categories. Um, so Google pulls your business information from all sorts of places. So superpages.com is one of them. Um, there are also companies that don't actually have, you know, publicly available indexes um, that feed a whole bunch of these other uh, sources. So superpages.com, yellowpages.com, Yahoo Local. What is one of those? Because I've, I've, we've actually thought about reselling that years ago, or actually maybe about a year ago we were approached, to um, f- help to feed that database and, and make that available as a resale product for some of our customers. And they feed a number of different engines and directories. Exactly. So the, the big three uh, in the space are Localese, yeah, that also is. Info, Info USA, and Axiom. And um, Localese does have a, a place where you can go and submit your business uh, on their website. It's localeze.com. Uh, localese.com and uh, Info USA and Axiom uh, are fed um, by a company called Universal Business Listing. Um, and Info USA does have a place to submit directly. Uh, Axiom does not, and so currently the only way to get in uh, to Axiom, as far as I know, is to use Universal Business Listing. Um, so anyway, getting on the getting your business, you know, properly uh, properly cited, properly listed uh, on those big three data providers can be absolutely critical because, as you say, they feed so many of these other secondary. Uh, search sites. So, so that's really a key consideration uh, for local. And I think you know if you if you've got that uh, under control, um, you can start to move on to some of the more advanced tactics. But that you know claiming your listing at Google Maps and and getting properly uh, listed on these major data providers, I think you know will go a long way towards helping you rank. And that's you know your your one time effort into doing something like that can yield some long term results. Absolutely. So, you know, Google certainly does like to see businesses, um, and localese as well, uh, like to see businesses going in and keeping their information current. Um, but as you say, you know, if, if you get it in there and you get it in there correctly, um, you know, most of, your, most of your work going forward will just be sort of maintaining that presence, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, a keystroke wasn't misentered or a category didn't translate properly, um, which certainly does take some ongoing work, but it's nice, you know, for small businesses don't have a big budget, um, you can sort of dip your toe into, into local search um, pretty easily and, and kind of, you know, sit back and, and hopefully see, uh, at least on the data side of things, hopefully see that information stay consistent. Sure. So to recap is for our, our, our listeners um, that they want to go to Google, they want to go to Yahoo. Um, we'll get to DMOZ in a second here and talk about that. But let's also go over to Bing. Let's go over to some of Localese. Let's go over to the uh, Info USA, and let's uh, stake a claim for our company name and make sure that we have our listings there, that they're thorough, they are confirmed, um, that they are in the right categories. And let's uh, kind of look at how they're showing up in the search results 
and and maintain those. That's that's uh, you, you're saying that's a great entry point that essentially is no cost aside from a small business owner's time. Exactly. Um, you know, input. Um, like I said Universal Business Listing, uh, you know, feeds Info USA and Axiom. Uh, and their fee is thirty dollars a year for that, so it's a pretty nominal uh, charge to make sure that you're in those two uh, directories. Um, now, encompassing that, let's let's also talk about too, because this is something that's been definitely let's look, you know going back to SEO and building of links. Is you always one of the recommendations is you know try to find as many directories that uh, are of value that have age, numerous different types of factors that are probably way too indulging to go into in this podcast. Um, but what do you think about the fact of now all these different types of directories, like you're saying for local businesses, of them going out and submitting to a lot of different directories and getting them listed? And then some of these directories may be geo-specific as well. Um, but then what about as far as uh, keeping weary of a lot of these PHP or these open source uh, directory software sites that are just made to sculpt and sell PR? Right. So I think that there's certainly a fine line there. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think that Google would, would certainly penalize businesses for getting listed on, on, you know, some marginal directories, but really you want to stick to the ones that are, that are ranked, the directories that are ranked well for your own keywords. Um, cause you know, those are getting spidered well by Google and, and they're trusted, you know, sources of business information for them. So back to the example of, of an auto repair shop in Detroit, you know, see what, see what portals are showing up, uh, for this for that search, you know, is it insider pages? Uh, is it city search? Is it Judy? Um, the, the sort of the more trusted names, I think, are going to float to the top, and, and those are the ones that I'd really focus my efforts on as, as far as getting listed. Sure. So again, for our listeners, it's a lot easier than you think. Don't try to peel the onion back too far. Look right at the top of the source, and basic general listings from a lot of these large sites is a great way to stake your claim and to go ahead and make sure that you do have some listings for those. Exactly. Exactly. So. You, let's define small business. Let's define your target market and we talk about local search and small businesses because there's a lot of different talk about that. Um, I guess maybe you define for us what you feel is good for local businesses or small businesses. Um, I mean, how do we, how does a customer or listener of this podcast determine that are they in the small business category or they need to go to a point of an agency like us or do they stick with, uh, you know, maybe try to chip away at a consultant like yourself to work with them? What was that definition and how do they go about determining that? Well, I, you know, I'm not sure it really makes sense to define, you know, what a small business is. I think any business that gets, um, you know, who, whose uh, traffic comes largely from, from geographically targeted or, or geograph, you know, ge- searches with geographic intent, um, I think that they would do well, uh, you know, regardless of their staff, contact a, a professional just to get, you know, a sense of, of what's, what, what the professional thinks is required um, to get them to rank. Um, you know, I think... Certainly, as we've said, you know, there's plenty of things that you can do on your own, and, and if you're, you know, if you've got if you've got time and not money, you know, maybe just ask the, the consultant for a, a, rec, a you know, document with recommendations uh, for things that you can implement yourself. Um, and if it's something where you don't feel comfortable sort of taking that on, well, maybe then you engage in, a, in you know, more of a project uh, basis or, or a retainer basis with that agency. So. Um, I, I don't think it really makes sense to distinguish between you know what a small business is and what a you know enterprise sized business is. I think everyone can benefit um, from talking to someone first and, and kind of getting a, a sense for the space. Um, you know, as I say, there you know it totally it totally depends on sort of what your comfort level is with with implementing uh, recommendations yourself versus having the agency do it. Fair enough. Fair enough, David. 
in the beginning, I, I pretty much didn't do a big background on you, but I guess tell us a little bit, and our listeners, how you got involved in this industry, how it evolved from the web design, getting to SEO as your niche, and uh, into sure, speaking. But, yeah, so I think most of it, as I said, was just sort of by necessity. I, was, I came into the, the, the SEO space from the design side, um, and... You know, just uh, again, my clients were sort of asking me, "Well, do you know how to optimize our websites? We're getting calls from all these companies, blah blah blah." Um, and I said, "Well, you know, I don't know a lot, but let me kind of look into it." And and you know, the search space is is just incre- you know, there's an incredible amount of great information out there. Um, so I started, you know, with SEO Moz and Aaron Wald's SEO book site. Um, you know, reading search engine. Well, at that time, search engine land wasn't in existence yet, but. You know, some of the major uh, spots where Danny Sullivan and, and others in, in his sphere were sort of posting. Um, and just kind of, you know, learn learn by doing. Um, as I said, you know, trying things out um, for, for each of my clients, you know, seeing what worked, seeing what didn't. Uh, you know, as, as the map uh, interface became more prominent, you know, trying to figure that whole uh, component out. But I think there's so much great information out there in the SEO community. It's really a kind of a unique industry in terms of people not necessarily – uh, keeping all their secrets close to their vest, I think people are, are willing to to show their expertise, you know, by blogging about things that work, um, which you know can be good and bad. I mean, some things that work, uh, you know, Google might say, well, that probably shouldn't work actually, and change their algorithm in a couple months. But right, right, and that was going to go to my next question is right. There's so much information that is out there and the overload, and what we find is a lot of our clients and those getting into this. Um, I guess there's a lot of people out there claiming to be SEOs, claiming to be experts in a lot of these things, regurgitating a lot of information they read and do. But how do we? How does how does a, a small business or someone that is looking to start to make an investment into online marketing really distinguish between the uh, the good and the bad and ones that really can do something for them? I mean, you remember the days of one P dot com? I don't. Not familiar with that company. Uh, search them one p dot com in, in Vegas, and they were a uh, they were selling rankings, and they were the masters of black hat and cloaking and and doorway pages and uh, quick three hundred twos and uh, huge huge SEO scam that happened probably back in two thousand three two thousand four, but uh, kind of infamous in the SEO industry. Um, yeah, that was I would say just before my time in the space. I was just graduating from college right then, so um, hadn't quite gotten hadn't quite gotten into the space yet but uh but yeah as far as you know vetting a, a prospective uh seo agency um in general i think you know anyone who, who calls you or emails you uh i would i would regard with some you know some a, a, a little bit of hesitancy um i think you know most of the most of the good seo firms out there uh work on a word of mouth type of basis um and i think you know the the, the good firms out there you know their work will speak for itself uh, rather than having to go out and actually sell what they're doing, um, so I think you know just just doing some basic research. You know, look at look at the SEO Moz recommended list, for instance. Um, you know, do do searches for you know the, the phrase the the phrases of the type of search that you're trying to get into. So you know, e-commerce search engine optimization or local search engine optimization, and see the you know beyond just you know which companies are ranking. Um, look for the top blogs in, in that space and see see who the people behind those blogs are. Um, I think you know in general the, the cream does rise to the top uh, in the SEO industry, and um, I think just doing some basic research and, and you know making sure that you're not getting scammed, uh, you know, can, up front can certainly save you some headaches down the road. So sure. you know places like places like Matt McGee's Small Business SEM. Um, I mentioned SEO Moz already. 
Um, you know, Mike Blumenthal. Let's look to who these guys are linking to in their sidebars. Um, Andrew Shotland at Local SEO Guide. There's any number of, of you know, well-respected companies out there, ethical companies out there, um, that are happy to, you know, share business with, with other ethical companies. And I think that's probably where I'd start uh, if I were looking for someone. Sure, sure, sure. Speaking of Matt McGee, we just had a podcast with him just a couple weeks ago as well. So that's interesting you brought him up. You were out, you're out doing a lot of speaking. You just spoke at SMX as well. How did you uh, get interjected into doing that? And uh, how's that been panning out? Yeah, it's, uh, conferences are a lot of fun, but they're also pretty exhausting. Um, so I, you know, when I published uh, my first uh, iteration of the local search ranking factors um, back in 2008, um, Greg Sterling of, of the uh, SMX uh, local team sort of invited me to present uh, at SMX local. And um, I think that that, you know, I think my presentation there was, was pretty well received and, and, you know, things just sort of snowballed from there and, and you know, I was invited to back to speak at, at some, as you said, some of the SMX events, um, you know, got to speak at, at a couple of FES shows this year, uh, which was really fun in, in New York and, and San Jose. Um, and then, you know, just, I think just active blogging, you know, can do wonders for your, for your profile in the industry and, and, you know, really, as I say, you know, demonstrating the knowledge that you've gained uh, from working with clients or doing studies or whatever. Um, I think you know can can be really great uh, for raising your profile. So. Sure, sure. How is the SES conferences now? Because they they kind of went a little SES. They kind of went a little downhill maybe two two years ago um, with the saturation of all these conferences and a lot of the cross pollination and similar types of uh, keynotes and uh, uh, sessions themselves. Um, I haven't been to an SES in the past year, so I was just questioning how well they are. Because that used to be one that I would recommend to some of my clients that really wanted to go out there and, and get into these and learn about a lot of things and really open up and expand their their knowledge set. Sure, I think you know. Um, I think it's a matter of, of you know what what fit is right for a particular conference attendee. I mean, if you're looking for um, sort of a, a general introduction to SEO. Um, if you're sort of new to the space, if you want to meet some people, learn who the big names are, I think SES shows are great. Um, I think, you know, the, the level of advanced content um, has sort of stagnated across most of the conferences. I think, you know, things really haven't changed a whole lot on, on the organic side of things, um, you know, in the last couple of years. I think it's still, it's all about getting links. Um, it's all about, you know, making sure your site is, is crawlable and includes keywords in the title tags and, and all of that. Um, so I think you know the, the advanced stuff is, is you know tends to be a little bit more limited. And I think that you know FES doesn't have an FES advanced show. Um, I think that's one spot where, where SMX has done a really nice job. I've been to that the conference in Seattle, uh, SMX advanced, uh, the last you know since it started, um, and that's that's been a really great show every year. But I think FES is still you know there's some great content there. Um, there are some great speakers there to go up and meet and network with and. Um, you know, I think it's just what, what do you ask yourself what you're trying to get out of the conference. Sure. I think that might help you determine which ones to go to. Um, did you happen to speak at SES in San Jose and uh, get a chance to go to the Googleplex? Um, I have been to the Googleplex uh, before. I didn't go this year. Um, but I was in, uh, when I was in San Jose, it was uh, predominantly for actually a, a, a spinoff of, of SES called the Local Search Summit. Um, and that was put on by Steve Espinosa. Uh, primarily, and, and that was a really great uh, event. It was a very small event, maybe only 100 to 120 people uh, attending. But again, the networking was fantastic. I thought the level of the presentation uh, in local was, was exceptional. Um, and so that was a really fun uh, piece of, of SES San Jose this year. Cool, cool. 
Cool. Um, going back to, I, I guess if there's a couple things that we could offer our listeners as, all right, I've, I've got a web presence and, uh, you know, I've been working with a company or I've been working with an individual and I really need to step up the A-game on this a lot of things. And I hear all this stuff about SEO and people call me and tell me or I've interviewed people and they say they're SEO and they know SEO. Um, what are some things, I guess, from a C-level executive? Let's talk about CEOs and uh, let's talk about CMOs and people in those positions, maybe just within the company. And this can even be on, on, on a local smaller business level as well or that companies that are broken down and have... Uh, different franchises or geospecific areas that they cover or reign over. What are some of the very basic high-level SEO considerations they need to take into uh, into their step with outlining a plan? Sure. So, you know, I think, um, again, making sure that, you know, going back to basics, making sure that your site is indexed properly. Um, you know, do a search in Google for site colon your domain name. Sure. Um, see how many pages Google has in its index for you. Um, does that match sort of what your IT department is telling you uh, as far as, you know, how many pages you actually have on your site? Um, I think, you know, on, for larger companies, there tend to be um, many more sort of technical concerns uh, as well as process concerns. So, you know, who... Which, which part of the organization is, is responsible for SEO, right? Is it the IT department? Is it marketing? Is it, is it its own department? Does it live in multiple departments? Um, I think those kinds of considerations um, from a C level are, are things to, to keep in mind uh, as far as SEO. For a, for a smaller company where, you know, you may not have a VP of marketing, um, I think it's probably much easier to sort of assess what you need. Um, look, at your, look at your competitors. See, see what the space is like. Are, you know, are they doing certain things... Um, you know, either with social media, um, you know, do they have a great Facebook presence? Are they on Twitter with, you know, 10,000 followers? Um, are there, you know, look at how the, the successful people in your space are, are doing um, and, and try to get a sense for, okay, well, are we in the same ballpark with them or do we need, you know, do we need somebody to come in and, and really help us, uh, you know, maximize our presence? I, yeah. You know, do, we, do we match up with them or not? And, and, you know, you brought up a couple, you talked a little bit about the social landscape of those components. Um, your recommendations to small businesses is do friends equal dollars? Are they? Are you recommending that uh, they really go into the social component? How do you how do you guide them on uh, telling them um, uh, as far as recommendations? Is that something right. they so, should be considering? So do they put weight on that? In local in local search um, reviews are are really important, uh, not only for ranking but but also for conversion. So when you know people come across your business on Yelp or on City Search or Insider pages or any, you know, depending, you know, if you're in travel and TripAdvisor and those kinds of sites, um, you know, what what other people are saying about you not only helps you rank better, but also, you know, actually gets them to call you. Um, and so, you know, being being very active at, at monitoring what people are saying about you, um, you know, encouraging people who have had a good experience at your business to leave a review for you on one of these uh, major portals. Um, you know, that, that's really important, again, not only from a ranking perspective, but from a conversion perspective. You know, that brings up another point that uh, a lot of times people have asked me, and they, and they come to me, and I'm sure you get the same types of questions or the statements that, I want to rank for these keywords, or I need to be number one for this and this and that. And then you happen to take a look at a little bit of what their site's about, can kind of see they really don't have a lot of very, very clear, concise goals. And, you know, you, you have to take in consideration, part of optimization is just not from organic level. Um, when that does... It does focus. It could be a, um, a misleading statement that I'm going to make. But part of it, in my opinion, is not from an organic level because just like you brought up is from a social aspect or city search, reviews. 
uh, different components like that, those show up in search results, so that is natural. And those are also helping for conversion. So getting back to my original statement is, if you're number one for all these different keyword phrases, does that really mean that the traffic's gonna convert once they come to your site? Is that encapsulating all the trust? So optimization, in my opinion, is a little bit more about the overall conversion, how well that's actually achieving your goal. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I think, you know, you, as you said, you can rank number one for, you know, a million phrases. And uh, if, once they click on your, your link, if they're not calling you or sending you an email, you know, it's, what's, what's the value in that ranking? So, you know, there are a lot of factors that play into conversion. I think, you know, design uh, certainly plays a role in, you know, making sure users have a sense of trust when they visit your website. Um, you know, making sure that the calls to action are strong and clear and, you know, prominently placed. Um, making sure that you, you know, as I say, you've got, especially in local, making sure you've got reviews and testimonials from customers um, that are, you know, singing, singing the praises of your business. I think that's all really, really important stuff uh, for conversion. I think you're right. You know, SEO cannot solely be focused on number one rankings. Um, it's got to be focused on, well, what's the, what's the value to my bottom line? So uh, absolutely all those additional factors play in. Absolutely. Great. Uh, we're going to have to wrap up in a couple seconds here, but I want to talk about a couple things. And uh, then we got a little spoof for you at the end here, too, in the flavor of Halloween, with the spirits. Um, <laughs> directories, and let's talk about DMOS. DMOS, is it worth someone's while really to try to get their links uh, or get their listing inside of there and saturate within different categories? Um, I think DMOS is probably overrated. Uh, I think Google, pro- you know, Google knows that the uh, process for getting in there isn't as easy as it used to be, um, which is probably partly a good thing and partly a bad thing. Um, I think that there have been plenty of, of you know, rumors and stories about uh, editors uh, either accepting payment to get in there or, you know, it's not, it's, not, it's not sort of the, the squeaky clean, uh, you know, community-edited project, I think, that it, it started out as. Um, and I think that the value of, of DMOZ has certainly dropped in the last uh, several years. Um, I think it's the type of thing where you try to submit once there, and, and if you get in, great. Uh, if you don't, you know, spend your time on something that's going to be, um, you know, a little bit more fruitful for you. Great. Now, let me my next but, question. What about the Yahoo directory purchase for two ninety nine a year? Yeah, I think, you know, for small businesses um, that, again, have, have the money but maybe don't have the time, um, that's a great option. Uh, you get listed on, you know, a number of different regional directories uh, as part of that, uh, which all show up as links to your site. So, um, I think that that might still have some value. Um, I was going to say, though, that I think actually, you know, creating content that is going to be uh, linkable from Wikipedia uh, these days actually might sort of be the new DMOZ. Ooh, so even with the fact of the value that there is no more juice apparently being passed through Wikipedia, you still think that's going to help with your rankings? Right, well, who knows, you know, who knows how Google's actually interpreting nofollow these days. Um, I think, you know, we've heard... So from, from Matt Trotz at SMX Advance this year that, you know, internal nofollows aren't even really paid attention to by Google. Um, so if they're not paying attention to internal nofollows, you know, why, why couldn't they set, uh, you know, additional, uh, additional parameters for how they, how they interpret nofollow on a, on a site-by-site basis? I think, you know, given how well Wikipedia ranks, um, given how well it's, it's policed by the Wikipedia community, 
Um, I think that Google probably has quite a bit of trust in, in links that are that are coming off of there, whether or not they have that no oh, yeah. tag. And obviously, their search results for numerous, numerous things, every, all of us search on a daily basis, uh, can test to that fact because they're always showing up exactly. in the SERPs itself. Um, exactly. And, and I think those links, you know, whether or not they're passing juice, are going to send you a lot of direct traffic. And that's the other part, too, that we want our listeners to be aware of and take note of is that optimization in SEO is not always just going to be about getting ranked. If you are getting good placements, you have some citations, you're being cited, uh, you know, by unknowns to you, except for a backlink check one day that some people put you in a Wikipedia post. That is uh, accreditation, that's authority, that's an authority backlink to your site, even if it's not passing you, supposedly, that that's going to bring you a lot of good traffic. And that's part of the optimization component, correct? Definitely. I think, yeah, you know, a a link is a link. And whether or not it's passing juice, if it's on a, a site where People who are interested in my service or my product uh, are going to be interested in it. Um, I think it's it's an important link to have, um, and Wikipedia is a, a really good example. You know, if there's a, to- a particular topic page on Wikipedia that's incredibly germane to what it is you do, well, write a piece of content that's going to you know that's not salesy, that's informative to people, that can be used as a reference, um, and you know, I think that I, I think that that content is going to hold value. Um, and hopefully accrue links from, from prominent sources. Oh, yeah. Two and a half years, two and a half, three years ago, was that probably one of your places that was secretive of you placing and citing Wikipedia articles for people to get them some nice fat backlinks? No, I don't think it's, it, I, I mean, certainly I, I don't, I actually don't have a power Wikipedia account. Um, I know some friends that do, um, but I don't think it needs to be under the radar. I think, you know, it's, it's a totally legitimate um, Link building practice. If you've got a piece of content that is valuable enough to be referenced on on Wikipedia, you know why why wouldn't Google want to rank that? Sure, sure. Well, but, and, and you're obviously think, speaking it in a very political fashion, since you know that Mr. Cuts is also a listener of our podcast. Which brings <laughs> me back to the next thing too is so backlinks is still a predominant ranking factor of helping you to be um, to be ranked and get search results. You still th- links are you know holding true with the SEO Moz uh, recent report. Absolutely, links are, the, are still the name of the game for sure. Perfect. And with that being said, before we take off and go, two things: Are you going to PubCon? Are you going to be over there in two weeks? You know, I'm actually not going to be at PubCon as I was saying. You know, this is kind of a double-edged sword with these conferences. That you know, they're great from a networking standpoint, from a you know kind of keeping up with what's going on in the industry, but they're just exhausting. And, and I I think PubCon is just kind of one too many for me this year. I've been I've been the last several years, and or at least the last handful of years. Um, and uh, I just I just don't think I can do it this year. So. Yeah, they beat you up. And last but not least, um, notice on your blog there that we have some sidebar links over there. What are you charging for any of those? Can we get one of those? <laughs> those, are, those are absolutely uh, 100% editorial links. Oh. I know every single one of those uh, people that I'm linking to personally, and I can vouch for their content. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. All right, Matt, nothing on Mr. Mim. David, thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule on a Friday, and we appreciate all of your kind words of wisdom on local search. And uh, for all of our listeners that want to get a recap of this, you can check it out on tmprod.com, tmprod, our blog. And also follow David. Go see him at one of these conferences, David Mim, M-I-H-M.com. David, thank you very much, and we hope to speak with you soon. Yep, thanks for that, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity. All right.